The GTA 6 trailer has been leaked and also released. Formula E is heading to TNT, whatever that is. We've all seen Doctor Who, we've all seen Frasier, and Alex has watched Monarch of the Glen, which certainly wasn't written by Julian Fellows. This really is The Airwaves. days away I've nearly stopped work for the year but this work continues and this work is the airwaves it's the show that takes a look at the week's TV movie streaming and gaming news and lots of it there is too uh, with me this week Alex Fox how are you doing sir I'm doing okay Mr Russell Cluett that's quite a good name, isn't it, Russell Cluett? Well, it's, it's the one I was given. I wasn't about to change it. It's too expensive to change your name these days. Yeah, probably is. Yeah. You have to go by usage and just hope that people follow you. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Um, what have I been doing? I've been doing a bit of work. Yeah. Um, standing over builders. Oh, yes, of course. To get on with things. But currently, I have probably about as many walls as I need. Some of them are slightly painted. I've got a floor. That's quite exciting. Isn't it? Are they all at the right angles? And... Yeah, that, it's, the, it's all lovely, but the floor's covered with something. I can't remember what they call it, but something that covers floors when you're still doing building work. Mm-hmm. But it did look very nice before they covered it. A tarp? Um, Is that a tarp? A, no, it's a special stuff that you put oh. on new floors so you it's can carry on walking around and then you... It's like sheets of weird corrugated plasticky type stuff um, which is all very good I've got lots and lots and lots of fridges <laughs> I did manage to take one of the dishwashers and one fridge down to the recycling centre um, that was exciting because used the van and then because they've changed all these rules apparently you've got to book in vans which I didn't know so I'm sitting there blocking the whole thing and they give me bits of paper, you know, do the QR code and go away and come back in an hour and you'll be booked in. So drove off, put in the QR code. I had my booking time within 30 seconds, but now I'm on the wrong side of a one-way system. Oh. <laughs> so I had to then go around and I nearly missed my booking in time because it took me so long to come back. <laughs> and the guy on the gate, I gave him a look that meant, don't mess, don't mess. You've really, really annoyed me. <laughs> like borrowed van and I'm getting all this business. But you have to go into something like a waybridge and all sorts of things I don't understand. Oh, don't yes, do you've got to have your contents weighed so they make sure yeah, you're not, uh, how much to charge you, I suppose, for how much you're getting and rid I of. Sort of. Then I showed them my council tax and said, look, I don't pay because I pay thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds a month a year rather and eventually I got through that and to actually drop it off took about 20 seconds but the whole thing took about an hour of absolute nonsense anyway so we got the new big fridge freezer and it was all in right but it's been sitting there for six weeks and I said right let's just plumb it in and turn it on so we can get it going it all looked good and I thought well let's try the icy watery thing and nothing came out I was thinking that's odd 
And I opened the fridge door and it was like a flood. It was filling up a bit inside the fridge. And You're lucky you didn't open the fridge door, a huge ice cube just came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it hadn't been on long enough. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, I was just like, I was just standing there going, this is once, that was the first thing I did once a new floor was put in, incidentally. This brand new wooden floor, right? That hadn't had all the treatment, so it's not completely sealed. I sort of stood there and I thought, I'm not sure how much more of this crap I can take. <laughs> anyway. Everyone went, the builders went, everyone went. I said, just go, I want my weekend. And in the end, I decided I was going to jack the fridge up because I knew there was some pipe work underneath where they brought it in, took the doors off and plumbed it all back in and put the doors back. Um, and I noticed there was a, an orange oh, an orange water line plugged into a white one and a white into the orange. And I went, well, that don't make sense. So I undid it all, put it all back together, did the water thing. It came out the front of the fridge. So I managed to repair it by, if this doesn't work, I'm I'm leaving home. I don't care anymore. But anyway, so that's all done. We got some cupboards in. We got some bespoke stuff cut and put in. And I reckon by the end of the week, we might have something that resembles a kitchen. It won't be usable for a couple of weeks, but it'll resemble. So I know it's boring. But as it's been going on for about four or five months, I thought I'd fill you in the most interesting thing in my life, that we've finally got something that might be a kitchen in a week or two, just before Christmas. It's 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 fantastic news that you will actually be able to use the uh, use the kitchen at Christmas. And well, more importantly, it, we'll be able to use the dining room because it won't be full of it won't be full kitchen. of the kitchen. Yeah, and I don't care anymore mm. about the kitchen. I don't care if we don't have one. I just want all the other rooms back. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird, a weird world we live in. I mean, it's either get the kitchen finished or, as you say, leave home, and it's basically hashtag van life after that, I suppose, isn't oh, it? Oh, that'll do. I don't mind. Yeah, I just live in my car. It's yeah. big enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, that's it. Thank you for asking. Right. Well, that was uh, that was this week in Fox, and uh, next up is Mr. Tony Blunt. How are you doing, sir? Well, I've got I've got nothing to compete with that. It's no? quite mundane, really. But yeah, just every. A week, yeah. You haven't had a fridge. Try, been try to sort in. hospital appointments, if anything. But oh, right. That, yeah. You haven't had a, a fridge that's been plumbed in incorrectly, and then you decided to re-plumb it yourself and get it working. Oh no, no, no. I mean, I mean, where I am now, it's like, yep, yeah, there's a landlord to sort all that. <laughs> ah, well, there we go. There we go. One of the few benefits of renting, I suppose. Yes, yes, indeed. I had a swimming pool for a few hours. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> A swimming yeah, not pool. Not where you wanted it, though, was it? Swim- <laughs> no, and when the ice thing went off, it was blooming cold swimming pool. Yeah. Right? A cold swimming oh, pool. We've got wooden- one there in the market square. You know. Oh dear, yes, yeah, a cold swimming pool with a wooden floor is not really. Um, is not yeah, really the I kind don't of think thing. That's how it was designed? Yeah, it's not really. It's not really the kind of thing you want, though. Is it? Upwardly mobile, I suppose, is the. Um, is the is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well. We have a couple of uh, we have a couple of stories. Um, one of them is the fact that the uh, well, since we last since we last spoke, which has been a couple of weeks, uh, the GTA Six trailer um, was uh, leaked and then it was released. Yeah. Stop talking about leaking. It's bringing it was the- <laughs> yes, it leaked all over Alex's floor and then he had to replumb it so that it was released yeah. properly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what got me. Though. It's like when it was, you know, it's like oh yeah, it's what less than a day early. Yeah. Yeah. There is an element of what was the point of that 
I suppose. I suppose. I, I don't know whether but these. Then obviously, your rock star actually said, "You know what? Watch the proper version." Here you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you kind of wonder how much of it is. You know, it's just staged. It's just been leaked to somebody well, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, and that did cross my mind with the timing. Yeah, but, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I watched it. It's just another GTA game. Or it looks yeah, like it will it's, be. It's not you know graphics upgrade from the last yeah. one. Even the yeah. even the version on my Series X is like yeah they've upgraded the graphics to use all the ray tracing and so on. So uh, mm. yeah, you just expect more of this in the next game, considering. What I've been playing is technically a ten-year-old game now. Oh right, yeah. GTA Five. You know, I th- do you know? What? I've never actually. I've I've never. The last sort of open-world GTA I played was GTA Three. Oh okay. You can guess how many I've played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you were playing it when it was the top-down ones. <laughs> yeah, I think what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah. The top. That's the top a racing down game, ones. isn't it? I remember playing the top-down one. A friend of mine, friend of mine at school, the first one, yeah. um, not the first school, the first GTA. Um, a friend of mine at school had um, he he had got it, and I I for some peculiar reason I'd never heard of it. And he said, "Oh yeah, we've got to play this thing, this new thing called uh, Grand Theft Auto." I thought, "Oh okay, there we go." And it was really it was really fun. And it was when you know the it was the kind of thing where the some of the detail, like, you know, you run a bunch of people over and then you can just wait for the ambulance to arrive, then you can pinch the ambulance. That was that was kind of one of my, you know, the, one of the um, biggest memories of it for me. Uh, and, of course, the soundtrack was really good. It was all you know, oh, yeah. CD audio and things like that. But um, And when they, when they added in their own little satirical things in the radio stations. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely more so in the later games, but... Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the trailer looks good, so I assume the game will be okay. It says they've still got another year and a half at least, probably till it's actually released. You know. Yeah. yeah. It says twenty twenty five, and. Yep. Yep. You know, so they've got the best part of two years max, you know, and it'll probably get pushed back anyway. It's, probably. Probably. But as a first look, it's like yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, the rumors have been probably circulating about gta 6 since gta 5 came out yeah, yeah. so oh, where's the next one set and all this is like <laughs> yeah 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 it's it, like at least, at least here we've got the setting it's like miami essentially it's in vice city you know so yeah yeah was the last one was la oh was it oh i see yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean i would like to see in in this sort of generation another one i think it was liberty city which was new york Oh yes, it was. Yeah, that was the original. Yeah, was the original one. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's one thing I would like to see is like, oh, if you could go between the cities that they've had in this high definition version of them. So can I ask you? It's just, it's just basically the same thing, just with prettier graphics. Different, it's looking, yeah, different story, maybe updated oh, yeah, story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, because yeah, on the last one you had you sort of switch between three characters you can play. Um, here it looks like it might be back down to two, you know, different story, but in a similar, you know, the, the setting will be the same. It's the rest of it that, you know, hopefully the story itself will be quite different. Okay, I think I've been left behind slightly. Well, I mean, when you it know, comes I, out... I, my last racing games were the ones where I I think the car stayed in the middle and the background moved left and right. I think that's the last time. Ah, yes. Yeah. I played one of those. Like oh, lo- this Lotus, has a racing element to it, yeah. but it's more of a... 
I mean, a crime story, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to feign interest. I'm not doing very well. I'm very sorry. It, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all very interesting. Whether I will play this one, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I can get GTA 5 on my Steam Deck. Not sure. Although, if you if you look at the what I've purchased on the Steam Deck recently, I've um, I I purchased was it two or three games on the recent Steam sale for Black Friday, um, and um, yeah, I suddenly realised. Oh, hang on a minute. The last couple of games I bought with the last Steam sale, I haven't even opened them yet because I'm yes, often the way with those, isn't it? For some peculiar reason. I'm still playing Quake Two, which I which. <laughs> <laughs> I'm replaying yeah, Quake Two, which I played. You've been gotten by the humble bundle. <laughs> no, no, it was it was the um, it's the, uh, Quake Two was um, it was recently the it was the 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 remaster of it was recently oh, released. Okay. I, I I yeah I uh, I talked about it on a I don't know when it's I think it's the first show that when we when we brought uh, brought it back. Actually, it's um, yeah I I I've played a bit of that and I haven't really done I haven't really played much else. So really, I ought to um, I ought to be playing more. Really, ought to be playing more games. And of course, on That's top of that, a really odd sentence for a grown man to utter. What playing more games? I really ought to be playing more games. Well, because I well because it's it's relaxing, and it's not staring <laughs> at work. <laughs> oh. Read a book. Sit and stare at a tree. I do a lot of staring at trees. I've got a huge tree in my garden. I do I do occasionally sit and stare at that. Because I, I it's think a giant to, ecosystem. We can do that while playing the game. You know. It's full of red no, no, squirrels. You can also actually. do that staring at a tree. No, it's just, it's just it's something something that I can do, which is not working, basically. But you're still using the screen and computer and technology. And uh, a little bit, but not the computer. Guys, I, I mean, I know, I know we're on a media-based show, but you guys should get away from your screens more often. I do. I spend, in the summer, I, spe- I usually have, you know, three... Hour and a half a day. Hour and a half walks. <laughs> so, you know. whilst you whilst you're wearing your whatever you call it, um, AirPods. Yeah, yeah, and that other thing people wear. The, the I know Apple haven't brought out their funny glasses. Oh no, I don't wear. I don't wear VR What's glasses. What's that thing called that Microsoft? Hey, oh, what Microsoft the Hollow Hollow Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, an Ocu- an Oculus is a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's all the same yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, get out more or. As it is at the moment, stay home more. Stay, <laughs> stay home more, and look at the tree through your window. We, we had three years of that, so. <laughs> yeah, and what did I do? I sat in my garden staring at my tree. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you there can you sit go. in your garden and stare at um, stare at Formula E if you've got <laughs> access. <laughs> did you Did you like that? If If you've got access to the right network, the network in question is TNT. Now. You had to dis- you had to explain to me who TNT were. It's I sometimes find this when I'm dealing with this newfangled rubbish that TNT Sports swoops UK Formula e- Formula E rights in motorsports stable edition. This story from SportCal.com. So they 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 picked it up. And my first question is, who the hell's TNT Sports? I have no idea. They they announced who had won the what is it the celebrity? I'm a I'm a celebrity. Get me some syndication. Um, the um, that that stupid jungle-based thing, and it. Uh, they, I think they announced the person who won the other day. I don't know who he is either. Well, that makes lots of us 
I mean, I don't know who it is anyway, because I oh. wouldn't. I've, I have a pathological hatred of anything like that. Anything popular. But, um, <laughs> I wouldn't know who, who the people were in the first place. So it's not well, no, quite. No, no. Well, say, it was unfortunate I'd heard of the one name that I knew about, and it's like, yeah. Well, I'm not oh. going to watch it anyway, so... Oh, yeah. well, I know who he is, yeah. He does actually have a spot of notoriety about him, even though nobody likes him. Well, at least most people don't like him. But, um, but I mean, hopefully people will like this. I mean, Tone, you are res- you are our, our resident formula asterisk um, ingester of content. Um, does this float your boat so to speak um, does this does this drive your I mean, car does this is this i, the, I had um, a look at it and it is a it is one of those networks that is you know trying to be like bt sport was uh, i feel it may price a lot of people out there that seems to be the feeling i'm getting you know the feedback i've seen is because it's 30 pound a month yeah you know, which is more expensive than sky sports <laughs> bloody hell that's a lot of money and if i'm going to be paying that for one sport i'm sorry I'd rather they have, you know, like like NFL has, they have their own service, don't they, where you can watch games on their app. And so I'd rather that be an option, um, or even just a free to air as well. Because for years this was on Eurosport. So if I didn't watch the the free to air coverage, I watched the Eurosport, which I could get for Amazon Prime at least, you know, as an add on. Right. Uh, but even as an add on to Amazon Prime, this looks like it would be thirty pound a month. Um, I mean, it's only running seven months of the year. You know, I suppose you could play the game of paying for the months you actually use it. But yeah, a bit like some people do with Star Trek with uh, Paramount Plus, I guess. At least with the Star Trek stuff, it's like they've tried to keep a fairly decent stream of things. It's like when one thing finishes, your next thing of interest is there, at least. Yeah, but also with Paramount Plus, you just... I mean, I just think I... There's a lot of other I, stuff as well. Yeah, I'm trying is, to think yeah. if I just bought a year. I did just buy a year of Paramount Plus, and that was a bit of a palaver, but it mm. got sorted out. But I think it cost me about £28 for the whole year. You can almost say it was a palaver mount plus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so because I pay for it monthly, and to be honest, I just you know, pay for it monthly. I don't pay any attention. But more for them, they wrote to me with an offer of... Might have been sixty percent off if I went to an annual. So I thought, okay, for that amount of money, I'll go to an annual. Uh, it was just, oh, I pay for it anyway, mm. monthly, which is still more expensive than paying full price annually. But it was just like when I got here, I thought, well, let's see what it's like. Um, it might have been a month free or something. I don't remember. See what it's like, and I quite liked it, and I just left it rolling. Mm. So they've just cut their nose to spite their face. Because um, I would have gone annual if I'd have thought about it anyway, and just paid the full price because it's cheaper than doing it monthly but now i've got a whole year for 40 percent of the annual but yeah there you go okay topic tnt now i've got tnt as a virgin client customer person um and i think i used it recently now i'm trying to remember what i watched it may have been the england cricket one day series in the west indies okay so but it used to be so cricket you went to sky cricket channel and because tnt or what was bt have been picking off bits and pieces you need another channel but if you're a sky subscriber you have to pay this exorbitant amount on top but as a virgin subscriber tnt is just part of my sports package uh, maybe it won't be for long if they're spending that amount of money on uh, it. Might not be, no. etc. But there's the thing: you're already paying that premium for the sports. 
you know, their bigger sports package anyway. Yeah, but I mean, from what you just said, yeah. I was thinking, well, I, I don't know what my percentage of my sports package is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on, it's on Amazon now. an extra £30. Um, yep. It does seem extortionate because of yeah. most, I'm trying to think what's on TNT, because the only reason I know what's on TNT is because I'm normally flicking through it to find the cricket. Uh, I think they have maybe American football and some baseball. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, on Amazon at their, because they've also got three levels of plan where you can add this Discovery Plus and whether it includes TNT or not. Right. Okay. Um, under the uh, premium including TNT Sports, uh, UEFA Champions League. Europa oh, that's League. what's on there. Yeah, the Champions League's on it. Yeah. Uh, Premier League, some Premier League. Premiership yeah, they have that as well. Yeah. MotoGP, UFC, boxing, WWE, and more, which will include Formula E here. Right. But, I mean, yes, I'm, I may occasionally watch things like rugby, but it would be a you know, sort of very as and when, not. Yeah, know, plan, yeah, planning, you know, planning to watch, you know, every game and so on. I suppose they're trying to say, look, if you don't want to buy Sky or Virgin, mm. this is one of the few things you can get as an add-on to something else. Yeah. And I suppose if that's all you want, then thirty pound a month is still cheaper than yeah. whereas, Sky or Virgin. Whereas the six ninety nine add-on, it's got the Eurosport stuff, you know, which is Couldn't a regular. <laughs> I mean, Eurosport. I skip fast. So Eurosport tended to have a good range of things as well. You know, so I mean, it says let's say a cycling, tennis, snooker, Olympic games next year, you know, and more. Yeah, I mean, I did notice. I mean, I'm only talking about. I think it was cricket, and I think some yeah. football actually, some international England games have been on maybe Channel Five. Yeah, and that threw me a bit because I thought they do have they know, do have cricket got on Channel Five, five don't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they also had the England away match. I don't know, to oh, be honest. Yeah. I wasn't that interested, but I just oh, saw... Oh, because that's who Discovery owns them. Yeah, of course, Discovery owns them, yeah. Yeah, and I got really confused, and i got to be honest, I just... It's not, well, I've paid all these subscriptions, and it's on, you know, what we call normal telly. It's a case of, I can't find anything anymore. You know, I go to say, oh, there's a football match, and I go and find it, and the other day I'm trying to find it, and I shouted out... And my son said, it's on Amazon. I went, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> now I've got to open an app to watch the game that wow. I thought I'd already paid for, but I have paid for it on Amazon. But I was like, this is getting too complicated. Wow. I need an actual book. Not not a book that, or, you know, like the way you look at the TV schedule. You want a TV you know, guide. What's on BBC One today? Yeah. What I need to do is say, I need some football. What channels... I've got the what I want to watch rather than the other way around. What you need is a modern Radio Times. Well, yeah, but I need to go, oh, all right, tonight I want football and look up football and it will say that it's on these 17 channels and these are the games. I thought there are services that do that. Is there? Because if there is, I don't know. I just got fed up mm-hmm. and I can't even remember. Oh, no, the team I wanted to win lost anyway, so that was a waste of an evening. I'm, sure, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. So, I mean, where where was the where was the Formula E... Before it came to TNT, um, I mean it was on Channel Four. I mean, over the ten years it's been going, it's sort of gone between. BBC had it for a couple of years. Channel Four have had it, um, sort of as a, a side thing to their F one coverage, you know, because they had some of the same team behind it. Um, and it is still David Coulthard Production Company doing, you know, producing oh, it's Whisper, all of this. Um, Whisper Productions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Has it ever been on Sky or any of those? 
Um, it's been on Eurosport alongside the free options. So this is the first time it's going pay only. Yeah. Which is and a bit of a, bit of a shame. Much really. as I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, I don't think it's big enough yet to you know, get that audience that will think it's justified. <laughs> well, I dare say that the figures on Channel 4 or whatever weren't massive. So if you're then going to put that behind a paywall, good luck to you. Yeah, I mean, look, look at what happened with F1 when that went to Sky. You know, with highlights on Channel Four, it's you know it's taken a Netflix series for that to even slightly recover, and then yeah. even that's in other markets. Really, that's in like the US where the Netflix. Yeah, I mean what they've done to the coverage of, I mean what they've actually done to the races is pretty bad. <sighs> but what they've done to the coverage is quite appalling. Yeah. What have yeah, they done I mean, to the what, races? Well, you've got all these mini races to qualify for the main race now. It's and the thing is, when I well, for F1? sprint races or something, yeah, sprint races on the Saturday, yeah, and it's like, yeah, that decides the grid for. Yeah. But the, fact, the trouble is, when they first announced sprint races, I thought they sounded fun. It'll be four or five laps. It's like seventeen, or and like it's just a race. It's still like a half distance to what yeah, the normal like, race the would be. I don't want to watch yeah. two Formula One races in one weekend. Thank you very much. I mean, I've struggled. Like, let's face it. I was going to say, I, str- I struggle getting through one. Everyone crashes, and you watch the last lap as long as oh. Verstappen isn't two laps ahead. And the bit in the middle, you find things oh. to putter in the shed about. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, like, yeah, it's like two this year that I watched Silverstone because it was on Channel 4 Live, you know. They had that caveat in at least, you know, the Bridget Round live on the pleb TV. Right. Yeah. And then I did watch the highlights of the Vegas race because I thought it sounded like there was some action going on in the practice where the track was falling apart and manhole covers were coming. Yeah, in. there's more going on with obnoxious American celebrities yeah. being rude to racing drivers. That's more going yeah. on than the race. Yeah. So really, oh, no. you- I mean, this American takeover of Formula One is yeah. pretty. I mean, really pretty atrocious. <laughs> so really, really, Tone, you you watched the Vegas Grand Prix for the disasters and for the the horrible yeah. things that happened. Yeah, and <laughs> and I wasn't rewarded because I, I did fall asleep during highlights. Really? Yeah. And then it was, like, it was like, oh, on the last lap, there was a really good move, and that, that was about hey, Gacy, the action I, for the whole I, race. I, um, the last time I tried to watch a Formula One race, I fell asleep. I just couldn't just couldn't keep my eyes open because it was just so boring. Serves them right for putting on a Sunday afternoon. Oh well, it? quite yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. Not a stupid time. Every man in the world falls asleep on the couch on a Sunday afternoon. Doesn't matter what they're doing. It's yeah, the it's, law. It's, you have your Sunday roast and fall asleep in front of the race. Yeah, that's yeah, how it used to be back when I actually interested. In... <laughs> yeah. Well, when well, I was that, actually that, that was when we had. It's like I had to wake up at four in the morning to watch a race live from Japan and so on. Well, I used to, I used to get up early and watch the watch the races, especially when you know the, when it used to start in Australia and finish in used to finish in Japan, didn't it, or something? Cool, yeah. that's one long race, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah they had to go a bit by boat. And that's yeah, to say that's yeah. a little bit more than two hours. They'll lay out a pontoon yeah. bridge between. <laughs> Between yeah. Australia and Japan, it's one big boat with an oval on it. Just kept going around that until they reached <laughs> reached land. <laughs> oh dear, that'd be quite a spectacle. I'd pay to see that. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's like like I say. I think if there was an affordable option, the mid middle ground, I think a lot more people would stay with with this formula. But yeah. Oh, it's just another I mean, one of those selling out because they yeah. nearly destroyed rugby union by making putting it on. Yeah. Uh, 
Sky, didn't they? It really took a proper hammering. Uh, uh, but, you know, they don't care, do they? It's like, well, we're getting the money anyway, whether anyone watches it or not. Yeah. And if no one buys the um, the rights a few years down the line because it turns out it's not worth it, well, it will just go back to terrestrial telly. We'll all be all right, but we've made a few oh, quid. Yeah. But it almost destroyed about three major rugby clubs, didn't it? They went bankrupt. Uh, it's either that or there's something that happened in the last few years with... It was called W Series, where it was like a racing. It was an all women's series designed to promote you know, more more women in F one, or getting up to that level. No, I, I that, get went, that. that went behind. That went on to Sky Sports eventually, and then it disappeared completely because they bankrupted. And then Formula One's come up with their own version of it. Yeah, but this is what's happened with women's football. Now, women's football has become mm. rightly popular. It, it's I quite like it. It's it. I don't think it is a comparison to the men's game, hmm. because in a lots of ways I find it superior. Oh. I mean, the game might not be as fast or whatever, and the skill levels aren't necessarily hmm. exactly the same, but they're certainly up there. Don't get me wrong. So it's very to football. I'm more interested. Yeah, you know, I'm more a, likely to watch. And, it's not yeah. a violent game. It's not full yeah. of aggression. It's not full of crowds trying to kill each other. It's oh. it's a pleasant. It's like football should be. I'm it's not, also they're not diving everywhere and acting yeah, exactly. like exactly. And if they if they hurt each other, they run over concerned, you know. And it's like, wow, well, look, human beings can kick a football. Who knew it? But what the face? As it's got pop, <laughs> as it's got popular. I mean, the 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 crowds at the actual ma games are getting bigger and bigger. I mean, there was a I don't actually know because I just saw the the headline record. I think it was an Arsenal-Chelsea game, record attendance. And I don't know what it was, and I'm sure it was a, a big attendance. But the point is, the moment this does become successful, which is what they're doing, it'll be the moment Sky buy it and no one gets to see it again. Mm. Because at the moment, as far as I know, a lot of the games are on BBC. But how long are they going to have it if it actually... Be if BBC mm. make it successful, then BBC will lose it. And then it'll go behind a paywall and then they'll all make a few, you know, a lot of money for a few years and then they go, yeah, but no one's interested in the game anymore. And do you like, well, it's not like you didn't know that because it's happened over and over and over and again. They just take, mm. they take the money when it's on offer and they go, well, once this destroys it, we'll rebuild it from the bottom up again. Yeah, it's funny because I, I used to watch, um, I used to watch F1 on ITV every, every week it was on and when it, and when it um, moved over to BBC, it really improved. The coverage was really good. Everything about it was fantastic. And then, of course, it's, you know, the BBC, you know, the uh, Sky took it over and the BBC had um, had the, the highlights. So they had the slightly truncated races. So basically a race with all the good bits, yeah, which was actually... The Sky uh, Electric's part. Which was actually better. Um, and, and it meant, you know, it meant you could still... You know, you could still watch the still watch the race, and it was and it was still good. And to be honest, after the BBC lost it, I start. That's when I start watching start watching F one. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I'm no, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people stopped watching it, yeah. and it just it just yeah, goes I, to show that I don't yeah. think I don't think people. Not everyone wants to pay, rightly or wrongly. Not everyone wants to pay to see sport. Especially or, some or of the sums of money they're, they're a reasonable charging amount. For them. A yeah. reasonable amount, rather than, you know, like I say, out of this list, 
one thing I'd watch regularly. No, 30. Yeah, it's too much. Give me something where, oh, it's just that sport. And maybe I'll consider it at a decent price. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the other way for me. I would never be bothered to pay for a sport. I wouldn't be bothered, mm. but I don't mind paying for all sport. And to be honest, I might go months without using it. Then all of a sudden, there'll be, you know, a rugby tournament or a cricket tournament or, I don't know, my son's team is doing well in the Champions League, so I'll watch it because his excitement rather than mine, you know, when I watch it. Mm. And that, but I don't, I wouldn't buy football or I wouldn't buy cricket or I wouldn't buy rugby or, in your case, bracing of whichever sort. I just want... I don't know. It, it seems to me if I buy enough of it, it brings the cost down, if you like, if you know what I mean. If I buy in bulk, uh, like a picture, I mean, sometimes I think, why have I got the movie channels? Because of, I, yeah. I'm not sure in the last two or three years I've turned on a movie as such. But what I might do, and it's only in the winter months, is Netflix or whatever I've sort of, I know they've got about 10,000 more movies than I've looked at, but they're not on the front page, so I'm not looking for them, right? But I go on to, say, Sky, and they've got Sky Movies, and it's basically got everything in their catalogue there to look at, as if it was Netflix or Amazon or mm. whatever. And, you know, quite a lot of them are big blockbusters that aren't very old. And so I'm like, oh, that's why I've got the movie channel. I mean, even, even on the Sky, though, it's like, even the movies are separated down, don't they? They have a... Like, for a while, they had a channel for Bond films and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they do that, but that's in addition yeah. of. Yeah, um, but, but there is an option where, like, with the F1, you could pay just for that channel. Yeah, it, I suppose it, so. It was but still, you like, couldn't... 20 quid, but it was better than... Yeah. yeah, but you can't say, I only want the Bond films. You have to have yeah. all the films, and the Bond is just... Yeah. In it as a, it's a filter. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it's, it's a pre, yeah. it's, it's a pre saved filter with the sport than than the movie side of it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, sport wise, I don't know. Say you're into tennis, it doesn't mean you're interested in any other sport in any way whatsoever. So yeah. I can see, but I wouldn't want to do that. I just, it's also too expensive. If I just buy a, the thing with say Virgin, if you just buy one package that does your phones, your your TV, your broadband you this that and the other and then okay i mean i got i get a bit of a discount as a loyal customer but now i've got basically everything they do um it seems like a lot of money but then you think actually if you break that down and i bought them individually that all the phone contracts i've got the home phones that i need um even if i didn't have tv um broadband at their top speeds and all the rest of it i'm probably getting the tv for nothing and that means the TV with the film and the uh, with the TV and uh, what's it the film and the sports and all the peripherals. It's probably free if I try to just get the other stuff separately. So if you go, if you're going to get everything, it actually you know mm. it pays off. And I live in a house. There's four of us. And in my mind, oh well, someone will watch something. It turns out no one watches anything. Between you, you're using it. Oh, you'd have thought so, but no. likely, yeah. I don't think my wife has used one of the Virgin boxes for five years. Mm. Uh, my youngest definitely hasn't. My oldest, <laughs> he might use the apps. He might watch the sport, but yeah. watch it on a laptop. I mean, 
So that's that's what news, is it? But in a different that's way. That's another thing. It's like Sky at least had the Now TV spin-off where it was a bit more, you know, it was put down, but it was more affordable, you know. Yeah, but when they're going to pay such stupid amounts for football and stuff, yeah. you, you, they've got yeah. to go crazy. I don't know what they pay for the movies. I don't know if they pay more than Netflix and all the rest of it. I suppose they do because they're broadcasting rather than just being a storage medium for one of a better way. But, no. but I, will, I mean, <laughs> if I wake up on a Sunday morning and there's some Formula E on and I happen to have left it on that channel, I might watch it. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't go much further out my way to bother i did watch it when it first started but only because tone was so excited i had to watch it but that was when they had to have two cars to get through one race yeah but they were were racing around they were racing down the road to me so it was worth watching because i was like i've gone through that car park but not quite as quickly (laughs) And and, and that's another thing it's like i mean just before they announced this as well they said oh the last nine seasons, everything we've already had, yeah, now you can watch all that for free on YouTube. Yeah, why would you want so it to seems watch a bit race that's like, already happened? It's like, yeah, you're, you're giving that, and then then they pull this, like, basically the next day. It was a major disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next next Sunday when you get up, Alex, you could, you could, uh, you could sit down and watch um, um, Braun the impossible formula one story which is a, a documentary on uh, on disney plus quite amazing how they make another make, subscription make yeah. electric razors as well as motor cars yeah, very much very much so yeah yeah no i haven't i've i've i keep meaning to i keep meaning to watch it because it's a it's a it's a documentary about um ross braun's um racing team that he set up and in their first year, so good he bought the company. In the, well, I can't remember what team it started out as, but in the first year um, they um, it was originally Honda. And it was then a, yeah, it was Honda, wasn't Honda it? Honda yeah. bought it off anyway, but it was it was Jordan, Eddie Jordan, to begin with. Yeah. If yeah. you trade, yeah, what happened to him, eh? What happened to him? <laughs> yeah. So they on Channel Four. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So they they went. Um, they so Ross Braun started a a racing um, F one racing team. Um and and it won the first race. Was it a one two or was it a one three? I can't yeah, remember which. Yeah. It was a one two. Yeah, one, one two for about the first six. Yeah, races. with uh, Jensen Button and Rubens Barrichello, and and then uh, then won the entire championship. And then at the end, he said, then the end, he thought, ah, do you know what? I've had enough of this. Yeah, <laughs> it's too <Hello>. easy. <laughs> There's no challenge because yeah. that's what's become Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I just think it, it was an incredible story when I was watching it happen, and um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, uh, I, I really must get around to watching the. Uh, and the, and the other thing about that, when you were watching it happen live, that was on the BBC. Yes, it was. It was, a, it was the first year of it their. Was the first year of the BBC, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of well, the perfect since the H's and whatever anyway. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the per- it was the perfect storm. It was the the English driver who won the uh, won the first race and then won the entire championship, the first you know, when B- the BBC had it back. Oh, those, yeah, were, those were good days. Jolly, Johnny Foreigners went and spoiled it all. Yeah, well, the being good Sky at went and spoiled and making it. Cars. Yeah. Sky went and spoiled it. Yeah. There's <sighs> nothing new in that. Well, speaking of spoiling things, um, what have we been watching, reading, or listening to, Alex? Shall we start with you, sir? Yes, I will not do the obvious. Right, I'm going to... I've watched a few things. One, I wanted to talk about. But two or three were worth a... What do they call it? A mention. It's not the word yeah, I'm looking for. An honourable mention. 
honourable, right? Now, I, I didn't actually watch it when it came on. I started watching it for the first 10 minutes, but recently I've watched it because I own it, and it came on the BBC, and I thought, oh, I must mention this, because of anybody that likes films, lots of people have never seen this film, they'll go, oh, I'm not watching it, it's old, it's black and white, oh, I'm not doing that, you know, films are no good unless they're made in the last six months, and they've got shiny people in them, right? Anyway, well, that, that's complete rubbish, right? And it's called Witness for the Prosecution, it was on BBC4, this is the only reason I'm mentioning it today, so it'll be on iPlayer, all right, it is well, they call it a classic crime film drama, but um, 1957. I'm trying to find out everyone that's in it because of it's um, such a great um cast, okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Tyrone Powell, he was massive in the day, okay. Um, Charles Laughton, right, one of the finest British actors of all time, all right. You've probably heard of Marlena Dietrich. Yes. Yeah. Heard of okay, so it's directed by Billy Wilder, one of the greatest, and it was written by Billy Wilder. It's one of the greatest directors and film writers of all time. Okay, um, I just read you the synopsis because it's the easiest way. Eminent barrister Sir Wilfred Roberts returns to his chambers after illness, with the strict instructions from his doctor not to take any strenuous criminal cases, but he cannot resist the prospect of defending Leonard. Was that Leonard Vole? who has been accused of murdering a wealthy widow. Okay? Now, the the acting is superb, but it's a it's almost a 12 Angry Men type thing, but it's not all taking place in the, the courtroom. It's just one of the finest twists. It's, it's Hitchcock-esque without having any of the the horror aspect of it or the... Oh, I don't know what the word is. Um, so it's, it's not a shock, is it? Because there is no, a, no. But there is just, like a shocking. Yeah, but it's just it, but there's yeah. the twist and the. T- have you ever seen it then, Tone? Yeah, it's, it's a while ago I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of yeah. those films, just basically one of those stories, that the first time you see it, you go, oh no, and you like you think you got it, then you haven't got it, and then you have got it, and you haven't yeah. got it, and it's really, really, and it's like oh. I wish I could see that for the first time again. Mm. You know, it's one of those. And because it came up, and therefore I know it's on uh, the iPlayer, it's just one of those things that is just such a fine work of filmmaking. Um, and I say it's Hitchcock-esque, but not Hitchcock, because Billy Wilder did, Wilder did his own version of the same sort of mm. thriller. And um, it's just really, really good film. And because I know it's available to most people that would want to watch, you know, would have access to it. I don't know, 57, it might even be out of copyright, so you might be able to find it on YouTube or something. Mm. But anyway, it's worth watching. It's, uh, Slow it's Agatha, Agatha, Agatha Christie, isn't it? The, the story. Yeah, sort of. They were made of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of the good ones, <laughs> shall I say. Yeah, uh, not, not one that people actually, yeah. Yeah. You connect can. with the name necessarily, but yeah. Exactly. So Apple TV Plus, because we were talking the other day and I was saying, I don't even know why I have it. I remembered because Slow Horses Season 3 came back and I went, ah, that's one of the reasons I keep paying for this thing that I never watch. It's, I think it might be three or four episodes in, or it might be three episodes in. It's just carried on where it was. The level of, it's a weird one because of, it's, 
it's almost a black comedy as well as a it is a bit isn't it yeah dramery spy thrillery type thing but it's just so well done it just is i mean gary oldman is he's i don't know if he is insane but if he's not he's a blooming good actor um kristen stott thomas she again it's not her i don't know it's a different role for her but she does it so brilliantly well it's just everyone in it i mean there's the girl that used to be the detectorist and she's back in it and i don't know she's another one of these everyone is so flawed and so i don't know sometimes they're really nice sometimes they're just so horrible and but it's it, it, it must be a black comedy i don't know if anyone calls it a black comedy but it must be i find it a black comedy and i find it quite funny but the stories are really really clever as well so i really enjoy that and it's back for season three and it, it yeah it probably in my eyes it's the best thing apple tv has ever had i mean i know people like ted lasso and so and i never even got around to finishing it i completely got bored of the whole thing and i know everyone got excited about ted, it but, ted uh, lasso is not worth finish not worth finishing if you no, I, I, I just i lost my way i watched about yeah. one in the next series and i went you know yeah. what yeah it's not worth it I was watching it because people were telling me it was great, and I'm sort of thinking, is it? Oh, is it another one of those where the hype was there? Uh, I mean, it yeah. wasn't bad, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think the hype spoilt it a bit. It had its, its, it's the thing with Ted Lasso is it, it had its moments, and it was and it was a, a fairly you know happy and light-hearted thing, and then it switched to hour-long episodes, and it was just too long, and it was too. It's just it was as if they tried to sort of you know take the idea and kind of smear it a bit further, and it didn't it didn't really work to be honest. No, well it I haven't got to the end. Maybe maybe if I have enough time off at Christmas and you know I lose the will to enjoy myself, I'll finish Ted Lasso. But I'll play some as games it is, instead, Slow Pass Horses is is living up to what it was in the previous two series, and I'm really enjoying it. Okay, another mention for the secret genius of modern life because i mentioned it, i think last week but i've just been flicking through some more of them and i, I got obsessed by watching the episode she did about headphones i don't know what it is about her uh the way she puts it you know her delivery it's just she's so wonderfully excited about the stuff she's talking about it's just i you know she could be talking about a ball of string and i'd watch it for an hour and be you know completely enthralled by it I, I didn't realise how many episodes there were of this. It's like, yeah, well, it's they got going a hell of a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. I mean, I listened to her on BBC, well, I call them podcasts, they're just shows that have been redone. Um, I didn't know she's one of, actually, I'd say mm. uh, up there with the best presenters and so all of Outside TV. presenters, yeah, yeah. But she does it with such a joy. I mean, she she's totally lovely and totally fun and totally totally brilliant she is so intelligent but she's got that ability to be yeah. 10 times more clever than me incredibly charming and entertaining and she sells it in the most lovely way honestly i think she's absolutely fantastic and yeah i mean she's a pretty presenter but i, I really love the fact that that's irrelevant 
everything she's got is just oh. so fantastic. And yes, she's got lovely. I mean, you like red hair. She's got beautiful red hair, but it's not relevant to the absolute no. joy that she brings to everything yeah. she talks about. I mean, it's like, you know, I first caught her because um, she was on a, a YouTube channel. Um, basically, a guy who has YouTube channel, different channels that specialize in different things. So he started with one that was all maths based. Well, she, that's what she is, isn't she? She's a mathematician. <laughs> but it's like, you know, she, that's what she was, you know, grounded in. And then suddenly, you know, from seeing her on that years ago, and then it's, oh, she's actually on proper telly now. And I completely forgot to mention it's Hannah Fry. I'm going on yes. about how wonderful this girl is. I was going to say this is Hannah Fry we're is. talking about, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to run through because it's very easy. Right? So the first <laughs> series one started with bank card, and that sounds really boring, but she takes, you know, the contactless bank card and she just, she rips everything to bits, right? Yeah. And then she sort of puts it back together in weird ways. But, you know, it's like I watched one the other day, she was doing a microwave and she got an angle grinder to start cutting to bits of the microwave and the guy off camera was going, all you need is a screwdriver. And she goes, yeah, I know. And then she starts cutting it to bits on an angle grinder. And she wants having, to go at, at Scrappy Challenge. Yeah, but she's just having so much fun and joy. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So what did I say? Bank card. Food delivery app. Microwave. Yeah, virtual yeah. assistant was good. Electric car. Oh, that was quite good. Fitness tracker. Trainer. I don't even know what that is. I think there are some of these I haven't watched. Because yeah, there's so many, there's some I didn't yeah. realise were. Vacuum cleaner, smartphone, yeah. microwave and headphones. And there is another one. So the last one in this series is the lift. Why am I interested in lifts? No idea. But Hannah Fry will make me really interested in lifts. And I know she will. Because she's totally enthusiastic I mean, about like, everything. It's like I remember there was a they used to have sort of these short science series in the nineties. Um, was it Adam Hart Davis? Oh well, yes. It took me give, ages to be able to buy them. Because he he give you like little sort of ten minute program. You know, yeah, yeah. But the enthusiasm he had it was the same, wasn't it? Yeah, you know? he he was one. I would stay up to midnight because they were always on stupid late at night. And he used to do all the history mm. stuff. You know, it wasn't called what they might have been what the Romans did was, but it was also yeah, but it was yeah, what he the did Victorians, those as well, what the Edwardians, what the Tudors. Yeah, and then there were the little bite sized ones, weren't they? About yeah, yeah, ten. and then he used to ride around on his push bike for something else. Modern oh, what was it called? Heroes or something. Heroes yeah. the modern day. I can't remember, but they were fantastic. I've no. got every book he ever made. Yeah. And I've got every DVD that was ever made of any series he did. They were they were I can't believe they're not shown. I hope he hasn't turned out to be a weirdo, and that's why they're not on telly anymore. But um, they were sensational. Anyway, completely off track. The last thing, and the thing I actually wanted to talk about, and you two might know because I have a slight interest in the subject, and I've actually known the lady a little while. Um, it's called Killing Sherlock, Lucy Walsley on the case of Conan Doyle. Now... I may or may not have started a Sherlock podcast years ago and uh, lost my way because, uh, you know, it was I didn't know how much you can get out of one thing other than um, putting stories out there and stuff. And, I, I, you know, you do that yourself. You don't need me to go and get you all the stories. But so um, I don't even know if it's shown yet, but being the eye player, you can you know, watch the entire series before it's ever re been released. So it's a three-part uh, series that uh, Lucy Worsley's done it. 
are done. And it's about Conan Doyle rather than Sherlock. But obviously, 95% of Conan Doyle's um, popularity was because of he wrote Sherlock Holmes. Um, and I've got to be honest, I started it and I'm like, oh, well, we all know this. I guess, you know, I'm a, I know a bit about the subject. And I'm like thinking, oh, am I just being really, I don't know, precious about Sherlock? And then they start talking about, well, you know, everyone that's into Sherlock feels like they own it. I was thinking, okay, you're right. <laughs> I'm just another one of those. But it was about Conan Doyle himself, and he's, a lot of it was his hatred for the character because of it became all he was famous for. And let's face it, Conan Doyle thought he was so much better and so much bigger than Sherlock Holmes. And he thought he was a serious writer. And he used to write all this historical fiction, which was crud. Mm. It was absolute. But, you know, he thought he was he was better because detective stories at the time were seen as, you know, Pulp Fiction, but before Pulp Fiction existed. And he thought he was... Um, far more important writer than that. Mm. So he kept basically trying to... I mean, he did kill off Sherlock with never the intention of coming back, but the money was just too big. And he was spending rather more freely than all his other writing was making him. And so he was. they asked him to come back and he came up with an obscene amount of money and then some American magazine agreed to pay it. So he went, oh, well, fair enough. Uh, and he, he carried on but he did change Sherlock in the end it wasn't the same thing it was a bit mm. a bit dodgy the, the, the one thing I didn't really know but I always suspected right okay so there's three parts and the first half an hour of the first episode is if you know about Sherlock you know all of it and it's like oh yeah we're trying to tell us this like you're clever you know I don't know why I got so you know Cool. anyone that's interested in Sherlock would know this but then obviously they've got access to stuff we haven't got and I was like oh that's interesting oh I didn't know that you know and it was um, it, it, I was like oh, I'm really glad I watched this the bit that I didn't know and of all the three hours of telly that made me really interesting is The Hound of the Baskervilles now I always thought The Hound of the Baskervilles was very very odd for a Sherlock Holmes novel right and it, no one's absolutely sure, but they went through the timing and the logic and the this, the that, and the other. Now, Conan Doyle didn't really want to do any more Sherlock's, and he certainly didn't want to do any more of the short stories. And he was writing what became, after Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, gothic fiction became a really big thing. And what had happened, he'd written the basis of a story about, you know, a a hound and the moors and the this and that and the other. And um, he'd running out of money and some publisher was going, he was trying to sell it to them and they were like, mm, yeah, yeah, I know you're Conan Doyle, but it's this, that and the other. And they were like offering him X amount of money. He goes, well, how about if I tag in and fit Sherlock Holmes into this story somewhere? And they offered him twice as much money again. And so what he did, he rewrote a beginning to put Sherlock's Holmes in it and an ending to put Sherlock's Holmes in it. Because if you know the story, it starts off with someone coming to Sherlock Holmes because of this thing has happened. And then Dr. Watson then goes off to the, uh, what they call Devonshire. And then 
Sherlock Holmes is supposedly in London and Watson is sending him all the information oh, so yes, he'll course, be writing yeah. back. Mm. And it's only towards the end that Sherlock Holmes actually comes into the story right back at the end again, right? So basically it's a story that had nothing to do with Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. So he stuck him in at the beginning, stuck him in at the end and the middle bit stayed more or less the same by changing one of the characters that was originally in it to Dr. Watson. Did they, didn't they slightly do that yeah, with the Benedict Cumberbatch version? I think he's sort of missing from the middle of that version of it. But he was, Even I that never adaptation. knew why Sherlock Holmes wasn't in much uh, of the Hound of Baskervilles. It's because he wasn't, it wasn't a Sherlock Holmes story. Uh, he just fitted him in it. And it worked brilliantly. And what worked, because Sherlock Holmes never did any of this supernatural nonsense. He never did. You know, there was Grimp and Myers and all that. It wasn't Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes was a logic, you know, blood spots, this, that and the other. It was none of this stuff. And it was like, turns out that nearly everybody, that's their favourite of a story. <laughs> and it's a mixture of a really quite good gothic story with Sherlock Holmes thrown into it. And that's why it's odd and that's why it works. And it's completely and utterly by accident. So it was worth three hours just for that fact. It was brilliant, and it really, oh, wow, that blew my mind. But just generally, um, if you've got any interest in Sherlock Holmes, or the history of that time, it was really interesting, because it went from him being young and the bits we all know, to all the way through to the end where he got really involved in spiritualism and fell out with Houdini, which was it's quite, quite an interesting I mean, story. I mean, it does sound like, uh, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that Jerry Anderson documentary, which you know delves more into the history of the per you know the author rather than yeah. The, I mean, Conan Doyle. Thing, was, it, it sounds like something very much along those lines. Yeah, I mean, Conan Doyle was very, very, very pompous. He was a he came from a sort of working class to middle class family, um, and he sort of pulled himself up, and all he wanted was fame. He wanted recognition. He wanted money, and he wanted power, and all of it. I mean, Sherlock Holmes got him what he wanted, and as soon as he got what he was like, well, you know, I'm far too important to write this rubbish, you know. And that's basically what it was. And then he used his influence to. He did a few good things, but mainly he did his influence to just further himself and and make himself more and more important. You know, he tried to become a politician, which he kept failing because he thought that would give him the. Um, the uh, kudos that he thinks he deserves. But it's really interesting. Um, I'm really glad I didn't completely hate him because I was thinking the last thing I want to do is not like Sherlock Holmes. Mm. I didn't hate him because he was a man of his time. It was what people did. Mm. And people, it's funny because they were talking about how people were looking at some of the things he said and and it's like this idea of you really need to understand the time. You can't judge someone 100 years ago on today's, mm. you know, <laughs> standards that, is it's, a, it's like context thing isn't yeah, it yeah but it's just like people still going yeah. oh i don't like him because he said this about the boer war and it was like yeah, but it's a different it was a completely different world and the funny thing is they don't, don't give him a kick in for it in this they mention it they say well you know even you know the people that could be offended by it they say Look, it's a different time you know we wouldn't if he said it today we'd have a problem with him but he said it then so it's it's what they did. Everyone then thought Empire was great, not because they were taking over the world. It's because they thought they were helping the world. The fact that it was rubbish and they weren't helping anyone is irrelevant. They really believed they were helping the world. 
the fact that they were wrong, you can only say in hindsight. And in that respect, it was actually quite quite well handled, the whole thing. So anyway, killing Sherlock, Lucy was lit on the case of Conan Doyle. It's, if you've got any interest in Sherlock or even just crime writers or any, or even sort of Victorian through Edwardian history, it's a really good free part on the iPlayer. Go get it. It's fresh. Mm, yes, indeed. Indeed. It, it looks like the... From the iPlayer, it's like, yeah, the first part was aired yesterday. Oh, okay. uh, the rest oh, of right. it's already available. Well, you plebs can watch it <laughs> from now. I've already seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, Lucy Worsley's stuff, and she's uh, yeah, she's very good. She's got a lovely delivery too. It's actually quite a mm. jovial delivery. Yeah, uh, but yeah, good. I mean, she must have done about at least ten separate mini series on on subjects. Yeah, yeah. And the, the horrible thing is she doesn't age enough. Because <laughs> I've known her for about 20 years, and I'm like, how can I look like this? And you haven't aged. It isn't fair. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear. Well, Tone, you and I have got two things which are the same. Um, the first one is, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to do our This Week in Fraser segment. What do you think? Have you have you have you watched it? Have, have, have you watched the last episode that came out? Yeah, I've I've now week? watched the last episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the last ever episode? Um, don't know yet. Oh, don't know if it's been picked up for another season. Hope so. Say that they've been they've been very quiet on that, haven't they? Because how many series have we seen lately that were on streaming and they said, oh, before the first one's even aired, oh yeah, we've got three seasons of it. Yeah, <laughs> been very quiet on this. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's been a very. It's fair to say it's been a mixed bag of a season. There's been the highs, there's been the very lows. But when it's been the highs, it, it's been some of the, yeah, you know, absolutely brilliant. You know, um, I mean, this last one it was the sort of the Christmas episode. You know, so you know, very seasonably apt and all all this. Uh, very much the sort of thing. Oh, Fraser's going to have a dinner party it doesn't go well yeah they lean into that don't they They always they always have yeah yeah even uh, when that's been brought up in this version it's been I think it's, they've leaned into it it's like even fraser knows it's going to be a disaster yeah and that's i don't know there's whenever things so, come back whenever things come back and 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 they and there's always sort of an unspoken rule in a previous version of whatever's being brought back they always lean into that thing and it's like it's not it's like, well, well, all right. Well, now you know it's now. You, now you know your dinner parties never go well. It just makes you seem stupid. Yeah, to to so. even try and hold them. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I I watched it because we had an hour between when I asked you if we could move it forward and when we started. So I thought I saw you both write phrase yourself. So I, I better watch it. Right. <laughs> I thought the last episode was really good, apart from one thing, Frasier. All the other characters in it were really good this week. The story was okay. Yeah. yeah. The girl next door, it was nice. And that hero thing was quite funny. The only hammy, rubbishy acting and character was Fraser. Every other character, was, even the Niles' son. Yeah. Even he was good. It was another week where I didn't ha- I didn't want to throw throw something yeah. at the screen when and he was he, on he's it. playing <laughs> with um, Nicholas yeah. Lindhurst. He's really quite good now. I mean, they could. Oh yeah, when, when they paired up to do the to yeah, do yeah, the, the um, reindeer the, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could have a spin-off, and it would work. 
But honestly, the son is growing on me. His relationship with a girl over the thing, over the, you know, doorway or whatever, that's quite good. The firemen, they're growing on me. You know, all, all of it, apart from him. Honestly, I mean, the only funny thing he had today was the last two seconds when he was conducting the theme tune. You know, the rest of it was like, oh, dear. Well, say, it's it's like, the rest of this is quite good. Yeah. I'm saying it's like even when Roz turned up, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, something to drag him away and then, yeah. But in like, a funny you know, way, his character changed at that point and went more back to the old one. Yes. And that's probably why why those scenes worked. Yeah. Out, out of his scenes in that episode, they, those were the bits that worked best with him. But I was looking yeah. at him and today he looked like someone that had a ton of cosmetic surgery and really didn't want to be there. That's what he looked like. It looked like someone that didn't want to be there, and everyone else looked like they wanted to be playing, you know, working and yeah. being part of this show. And he was looked like he was going through the motions. Yeah. It was really not very nice. But everyone else, it was good. Yeah. Everyone else, I, what I enjoyed. And I, I mean, I, I don't know if, well, I do know. I am starting to take against him as a human being, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Generally, if you took him out of most of it, it it's been all right. I think, I don't know what's happened. He, he just, I don't know, someone's offered him a lot of money and he's gone, mm. all right. And I don't think he's got any interest in it at all by the looks of it. I'm sorry talking, to, to be so down about, on it. You're but, talking about Kelsey Grammer, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the character. I don't know. I, I don't know because I thought, I thought the last episode of the series was a little bit, eh, a little bit flat. I thought the, the previous episode. But all episodes, the good bits were everyone else, is my point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought the previous. I mean, pre- you could see previous... what was going to happen with the, you know, everything moving into the other place and then sort of back, you know, you could see exactly what was going to happen. Um, it needed it needed that sort of moment where Ros turned it up, you know, yeah. just to get him out of there, didn't it? I'll tell you something else they're doing in this one, which they didn't in the old one. And I only know that because I've watched some of the old ones. Is the old ones just ended? Sometimes you're thinking, "Oh, okay," and it just it ended, and you're like, "Really? Okay, that's that's all right." This they always go for an actual full conclusion at the end of the show, you know. And the other one, honestly, someone would just walk out the door, it would fade to black, and it would end, and you go, "Yeah, okay." You might have the little skit that usually plays under the ending music and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it would just go, and this it refers to like, something back in the episode. Yeah, th- yeah. this is just. Whatever that special thing of the last one was, yeah, the original, this this would stand up quite well if it wasn't Frasier. Yeah. If it was just a new sitcom with, yeah, obviously you wouldn't have some of the references, but just generally. It, I just, it has some of it, but not the full, yeah. Yeah, but you could probably get away with Frasier not being in it. It could be yeah. Frederick and the cousin and maybe one other character that floats in and out. As a spin-off, I don't think Fraser is necessarily part of it. It would be more fun if Fraser wasn't there. You met um, Nick Glyndhurst because of uh, the cousin. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like I'm absolutely taken against him as a character. He seems... He doesn't seem necessary for the show <laughs> because all the bits that are any good have really little to yeah. do with him. It's like, I mean, Nicholas Linder's character, he's, yeah, he's shining on his own now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's becoming into it. I mean, like, to, today, he, he's, the way he's like, I think this is infantile, I'm in. 
and then they yeah. start playing that game. It, yeah. And I'm really cl- pleased because at first I thought, what are they doing to him? And now I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because I'd quite I... like a Nick Lindhurst and they have a character spin-off now. I think yeah. that would be quite funny. Yeah. I thought that the, the, the previous episode was better, the the one where um, Freddy's trying to fix you know he wants to he wants to try and fix things and he's and he's you know working on a leak or something like that oh that'd be weird i thought that i actually i thought that was quite funny i had another of those moments where i was thinking this is actually getting better but where they were playing each other off it's like no i don't want to let you do it because and it was it was it was references back to martin you know and and all that so on on that it was you know good you know having those little references back it's like oh this is why he's like this at least you know yeah, but before, got maybe old, explanation but the old series you know was his name martin i can't remember the five was it martin did you say? martin yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah his vulnerability was really important as the older character mm. but fraser frazier hasn't got the likable vulnerability in the one you said you liked he was pretending to so frederick could score with a girl mm. but it wasn't there wasn't that vulnerability there is no there's no softness the only real softness is freddy and the girl over the over the the other side mm. of the um door i can't Correct. think what the word yeah. is yeah. corridor that's the word yeah. Yeah. but I, he, I mean, I, she she might be the strongest character in all of it yeah. I, but i am also glad for a moment you know when it's freddy first goes over there it's like, but they turn it into Daphne and Niles again. It's like, no, I don't want that. I get you. Know. Oh no, they can't get together because of the dead no. husband. They? No, they exactly. It's like as long as they don't turn it into that, that then it's all good. You know. Well, let's face it. I don't think this is going to last long enough to worry about it. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We'll probably we'll probably find out in the next couple of months whether it gets renewed. Um, I but honestly, in that I last episode, he yet. looked like somebody that really didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who knows? I mean, at, at least in early, you know, earlier episodes where it was sort of recapping what he'd done between, like, the TV series. It's like yeah. he was meant to look like he didn't want to do that, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, possibly um, it's because the other characters are so strong, it's making him look a bit, <laughs> you know, uh, weaker. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, so, speak- the next series, Cornwall. Yeah. That's <laughs> talent. <laughs> Speaking of Fraser pops in occasionally. <laughs> speaking of series that might be getting better, or in some cases worse, um, Doctor Who. So we had the first we had the first episode back. Um, was it week before last? Which was yeah. Um, I mean, to, from my point of view, it couldn't have been more adequate if it tr- if it tried. Um, it was kind of over before it began. Um, the second episode, I thought, and I said this on the on in Discord, I thought the second episode was one of the best episodes of Doctor Who I'd seen in many years, because it was just, I think, as you said, Alex, it was just a, it was a, it was a puzzle, an interesting puzzle, just two characters, um, an interesting idea, an interesting story, um, all wrapped wasn't up. Wasn't trying to tie everything together. Wasn't, and, wasn't trying yeah. to. Wasn't trying to make a big story out of something. Wasn't trying to teach us a lesson. Um, and it was just, it was, it was just, just a good, just, just monsters re- and, and reasonable the, story. And yeah, the doctor yeah. working out how to get out of it. That was it, and it was nice. I mean, it was Doctor Who. That was it. It was more that like was, an episode of Doctor actually, Who. It was like, oh, oh, someone remembered 
finally <laughs> someone actually got the videos out and gone, do you know, that's what we used to do. I mean, it's especially sort of some of it calling back to the first time round with Donna, you know, both, both as the, the bride in the one special and then the whole series, you know, but it tied yeah, back I nicely, I thought. Yeah. And now on to the last episode. And then on to the last episode, which I just watched before we started recording. Um, yeah. There was bits of it that I really liked. There was bits of... It's almost as if... Who's wrote it? Is it... Oh, it can't, is it Russell T. Davies or the other one? I don't know if he wrote it. I think he's just a showrunner um, these days. I got a feeling he wrote it. I'm going to say, because you've got... Um... Yeah, Russell T. Davies running it, but Moffat's still writing something. I don't know whether that's in the new season coming or... But what I quite liked, it was... It, all the, all lots of things people can... Oh, it's all, I hate the word woke. I absolutely detest it because it's, it's a meaningless word. Anyway, mm. but it's sort of the lectury thing and whatever. But the sort of the doctor's speech was completely the opposite. It was like, well, of course these people can do this because you like, just don't stop complaining that... All you, you lot, as in talking about us, as in obviously him as well, but he's talking as an outsider. He's going, well, it's not particularly difficult to get you lot because you all think you all know the answer all the time. And you don't change your mind. You just, you know, you know you're right and that's the end of it. You won't listen to anyone. I was mm. thinking, yeah, okay. That's exactly the, you know, the thing all the other people complaining about the lectury stuff. This was 100% the opposite. It was like, yeah, okay, you don't like the lecturing. Well, you don't listen anyway. You made up your minds and that's the end. And I was thinking it was a direct dig. It basically was. It was a direct dig of all the people that complain all the time about yeah. Doctor Who and everything else, right? But I, I mean, think so it's it, like, fully enough on that, it's like you know, even, even the first of these three specials, it had a hundred complaints because of the inclusion of a you know, trans person in there. Yes. Yeah. But it's like that's a hundred out of how many million watched it? Yeah, but I just love the idea yeah. of it. Even the program, they went, look, people are going to give us rubbish for, you know, mm. having a conscience or whatever. And that's fine. You don't have to agree with us. But, you know, the thing you're complaining about is the very thing that you're doing all the time. You know, you're not listening to anyone else's point of view and the moment someone gives you another point of view you talk about being lectured to and it's like saying yeah maybe we are lecturing you and maybe we're wrong and this that and the other but this chaos that we're portraying in the streets as part of the story is the inevitable outcome of all you people that deciding you're right without a second's thought of actually thinking about anybody else's point of view and it, and it's basically, I'm not saying we are right with all our lecturing, but all we're saying is the least you can do is give it two minutes of thought before you tell us that you're not going to listen because you're being told what to think. It's not being told what to think. It's being given an alternative view. You don't have to take it on, but give it two minutes of thought before you decide that you don't agree with it, but don't hate somebody for just showing you an alternative point of view. And I just thought that was really, really a good fingers up at the people that don't stop whining about everything all the time and what they're whining about is oh i can't say what i want well you've just bloody well said it but you know i just thought it was brilliant i don't actually want it's like that guy i don't drive but i pay for the streets so therefore i'm gonna <laughs> do whatever i want to do yeah. and it's like that pig-headed bloody mindedness is everywhere all of the time and it's 50% of the reason why 
we have miserable lives and or 50% of the misery that is caused in our lives. And I just thought it was a really, really clever way because the people that it's aimed at, it's going to go straight over their heads. Mm. But it was a really, it's like sometimes I'll go to Twitter and I'll shout something. And I know nobody that I'd want to hear it will read it or listen. But I just feel better for getting it off my chest. And I don't care if anyone responds, sees it or listens. Mm. I just needed to shout my, for goodness sake, why don't you lot grow a brain cell? And that's more or less how that episode of Doctor Who started. And I honestly, I just felt so good that they'd done it in a way that is going to go straight over the heads of the people that need to see it. But at least they got it off their chest. And I really like that. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean so there's did, a positive for Doctor Who, yeah. and they did play on it later on, where it's like you know anybody could have that. You know, when they took it off, the control thing off Kate, you know, Lethbridge Stewart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She descended into the same sort of thing. It's like yeah. it could be anybody. But there were some really like good that. things. It was like they yeah. put a wheelchair ramp on the new TARDIS. Yeah, and it, but it, they did it in a really cheeky way. It's like oh look, finally she goes oh finally. Finally, disabled access. Yeah. And I just thought that was such a... People go, oh, it's bloody woke having a wheelchair yeah. ramp on the... And it just, the way they did it was really sticking oh. their fingers up, and I really enjoyed that. There was another bit when she said about the doctor to the other, the old um, uh, Bonnie Langford, I don't know what her character was, and she said, oh, it's like... Um, He's like having an old person that you park on the beach. And she sort of turned around to the lady in the wheelchair and said, oh, sorry, is that offensive? And she went, yeah, a little bit. You know, but it was just like, it was so, I just loved the sticking the fingers up. Because mm. it was just sticking the fingers up about people that complain about people that are showing a conscience. And maybe we shouldn't be so lectury, but let's just have some fun with it. And I really, I don't even care what the story was. And half of me can't even remember. I mean, naturally, it wasn't a bad story, was it? It was an old character that was actually quite played by a very, very, very famous actor, which blew me away because I thought, that can't be him, can it? And it was. And I just really, there was just so much I enjoyed about it. And um, I, But I think I, I think I enjoyed all the hidden nuances rather than the story itself because I was so excited by the hidden nuances, I didn't care about the story. Uh, problem is the story was almost non-existent. Yeah, but I didn't care. Mm. I watch these things to have a story and to have something something interesting. I was actually I was actually entertained by the middle episode. But this one it was just it started it, it was interesting when, you know, when he got stuck in the when they got stuck in whatever maze the, the toy maker had or whatever it was in nineteen twenty nineteen twenty three or whatever it was. It was a bit of yeah, it was almost two stories, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was that element, and then once it comes back to the present, it's like, ah, yeah. this is the final You get Murray Gold's um keyboard demo music, and the music's too loud, you can't hear what people are saying, and then you, uh, and then you know, big speech, lots and lots of you know, fast, fast camera shots, and suddenly the episode's over. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. In, well, in the middle, another musical quick, piece with a villain. Yeah, yeah, using <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. time using spy skills. Like the past yeah, in, that was quite funny. Bit. Bit. Yeah, I just thought yeah. the the use of the spy skills song was quite funny. It's, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Well, if you want to cut, if if you want to use up a load of time in an episode and you run out of ideas, then just you know stick a stick a three minute song in the middle of it. But no, um, I get you. But I mean, I quite I quite like the. Um, again, I watched the Doctor Who other thing. Well, because I, I didn't watch it live, I watched it on iPlay. It then trips over to the next whatever you call it. I call it Doctor Who Confidential, but it's not called that anymore. It used to be, but it was it used yeah, to be called that. Unleashed yeah. now, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. and they had. I take it it was Russell T Davis, and they were talking about the the by what was it called by generation? Yeah, and yeah, I'm really glad they used that word as well because that really really will bind them up using the word by. I just thought that was yeah. a really good bit of annoying people that should be annoyed at every opportunity. And he was saying, but we know what it's like. You know how people never complain when you do something new in a story that wouldn't normally have happened before and you break the rules because we know no one's ever going to complain about that. And he just laughed. And I just thought, oh, I like that. Just, That's the thing, that kind of thing. I, I, doing doing new stuff like that doesn't doesn't bother me. <laughs> I, just, I think it's a good I idea because you now open up opportunities. I, mean, I, need yeah, int- I, mean, I need interesting stuff. You know, this is at the moment, this is going up against the likes of... Um, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, for all mankind on Apple TV at the moment for me. Yeah, but these are and different. Just... Yeah, but a lot of people would, you know, the people that would watch this would tend to be people that don't necessarily go out of the way to watch, in, you know, high fluting Wi Fi, wrong fi, sci fi <laughs> on a streaming service. This isn't sci fi lovers. No. This is just no. sat- Saturday afternoon, evening TV lovers. But the middle episode was considerably better. Oh, it definitely I would was. Have, I, would have, I would have been really happy with something almost as good as that. Uh. No, but what I think they've done, which is really, really clever, and I'm really glad that he stuck his fingers up at the people that are going to be annoyed about it. You can park David Tennant and Catherine Tate, right? And then you can have a, you know, as many stories as you want with, and I've got to get his name right. It's uh, Nkuti Gatwa. Gatwa, yeah. yeah. I just want to say it right. I don't want to be, you know, I want to make the effort. Anyway, and he can go ahead. He looks like a fun, he looks like he's going to be a fun doctor. I'm glad, you know, hopefully someone will find him some trousers at some point. But I'm glad they did that because what it means is you can have, not necessarily spin-offs, but you can have a Christmas episode where you can bring David Tennant and Craft and the in or oh. and they they can do something else. And it's not just one doctor. Yeah. You can it's, David it's Tennant can have yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he can have they... his odd story on his own with Catherine yeah. Tate or not with Catherine Tate. Yeah. They can meet up. Him and the new doctor can meet up. The new yeah. doctor can have his own doctory adventure. And it can be as, you know, naggy or preachy or whatever nonsense you want to call it as you want. And that can go one direction. And the David Tennant and Catherine Tate can be more comedic, one-off, old-fashioned doctor. I think it's a brilliantly clever thing. And before people get too, you know, into the, oh, no, but Doctor Who doesn't do this, you've got to remember the only reason Doctor Who didn't end when the original doctor got ill is someone they were just going to change the actor okay and just try and pretend that nothing had happened and someone just said well how about he can't die and he just re yeah we rewrite it into the story yeah and that was all it was it was either doctor who ended 
or someone comes up, but don't forget, this is just a story. Anyway, it's a kid's story. I know people get really obsessed and upset about this nonsense, but it's not a real world, right? It's a story, and you can change it any way you want, any point. And I just think this is the equivalent of after the first season or two, someone said, look, this is going really well. He's getting too old. He can't remember his lines. We either finish Doctor Who, just recast it and hope that nobody feels hard done by. And then someone said, actually, why don't we try this weird idea? And they went, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah why not? Mm. And this, again, is you've just split it. You've now got two Doctor Whos to go in whatever directions you want. So you can have two completely different characters doing two completely different things. And David Tennant and Catherine Tate doesn't have to do a series. It doesn't have to be every year. They can just do a one-off. They can just do... Or they can just turn up occasionally in the series. It's such a brilliantly clever it's, idea. It, like I say, it's up there with the regeneration in the first place. Yeah. And it is brilliant. And is it, part of me it, hopes it really, really annoys the people that yeah. it really shouldn't matter to. But I think it's a brilliant idea. It's not like they haven't done the Doctor's meeting, you know, their own past selves no. and all that before. You've got to remember, the Doctors, you can have two different Doctors regenerating now. Yeah. So if David Tennant doesn't want to do it anymore, well, they can regenerate yeah. back into someone else or into someone new. Yeah. Or you could have a male Doctor and a female Doctor. You know, yeah. it's... Basically, he's a twin now, and this but they're is not all, identical twins. Yeah. This is also where I'm thinking, it's like, yeah, there were things done by Chibnall. It's like, they've gone in and undone quite a bit of that. So it's like, the yeah. most controversial thing, they probably could do a retcon at some point. It's yeah. like, oh, no, you know, that, that's not quite right. That's not how it actually happened. You know, yeah. if people are that bothered about it, they could do that. You know, but also, they already, they, the, the toy maker already said, oh, I've, well, I've messed around with your you know, with your timeline or whatever he, whatever he's Yeah, because yeah, he's referring back to Clara, Amy Pond and so on, wasn't he? You know. But now, now they diverge. Their futures, their past might be identical, but their futures now are different. Yeah. So now they can become two slightly different characters. You know, the Doctor can become one of the Doctor because they're both the Doctor. Tenant can become a more humanised Doctor because he's living here as a human just doing day trips to Mars with his niece or whatever. Yeah, his new family. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he can become one sort of doctor. Other things can happen to the new doctor. So that timeline can now become, if you like, more aggressive, more angry, more vindictive. You, there's so many things you can do by having two separate yeah. identities of the same character. And it makes sense now. That divergence will make sense. He can now go into an alternate universe and see Rose again or whatever it happens to be. There's so much more they can do. I think it's, and honestly, I think it's a brilliant, as brilliant an idea as the original regeneration idea. And I hope yeah. it annoys people. So, like I said, <laughs> I, I only had the feeling about, oh, they're going to retcon some stuff when he could meet Donna again and it didn't kill it. You know, so, so yeah. yes, they, they could pick away at things people didn't like and say, right, no. Here's, here's how we get around that, and they'll have a another clever way to do it, probably. No, there's no, uh, there's, there is never a problem yeah. getting around anything because he can travel in time anyway. Oh, 
I'll stay here. <laughs> so if he can travel in time, then something can be changed with a butterfly effect and it can all be different when he comes back. It's sci-fi. You can do whatever you like with it. In exactly. Fact, it's right. it's almost sci-fi fantasy, so you can do whatever you like with it. And, and it's a story. It's, I think the... One of the one of the problems that I think a lot of the the fandom has is that it's it's people my age, and it's people even older than me who seem to get their noses bent out of shape when people want to make changes. And as you say, Alex, it's 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 a children's television program. It's not. Um, and things do change. You know, anyway. It's not. You know, you, you, it's it's you're not going to get the same kind of writing as you did on, say, Chernobyl or something like that. It's not. Um, it's not going to be. It's not going to be as good. I think. I, I think even even though I try to watch it with a, a sort of a sense of of well, it's you know, it's it's not for. It's 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 not a it's, you know, it's not an adult program. It's not a child. And it's not you, an asthma yeah, uh, or whatever, is it? It's just, yeah, and and, and even if I try and watch it, it's very watch much it a like that, thing. is that you get, you know, there are some episodes that are miles better than than others, and some of the episodes are, are really good. Some of the episodes are utterly terrible. Unfortunately, I just saw far too many terrible episodes, one after the other, and I stopped watching it, and I just thought, oh, well, they brought David Tennant back. I'll give this a look. First episode was a bit rubbish. Second episode was really good. This one I think that was really clever as well. Good it, was almost, <laughs> so, it was almost... Um, like, it was like a cleanser. I mean, that mm. sounds really bad from the Doctor Who's before, and I don't even mean it like that. It was a cleanser for the writing, not necessarily the... The acting that they they did what was put in front of them, they played the stories that were put in front of them. Uh, Tennant is a very oh, powerful is the wrong word. I mean, not many Doctor Who's could play Hamlet and yeah. do yeah. a good job. He's a very right? he's a very he's effective of, he's a very yeah. effective actor. He does he's, and he, he's, he plays he's good it in everything quite low. everything he, plays he does. It quite, Sort of subtle, but it has got it's got a lot of power behind it, and he gives it. Um, oh, my my mind is really tired. He gives it a, a strength. He gives it. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know what the word is because yeah, it's got not quite gravitas, is it? But yeah, yeah. well, it is a gravitas, but because he gives yeah. it. Um, you know, he, he, <laughs> he gives it a thespian gravitas. You know, without having to act too large, the the writing can be quite yeah. dull. But he, he's got a way of just sort of smiling. The whole thing becomes cheeky. Mm. He's got a look of anger on him that's second to none. And you're, like, you're sort of taken aback. Whoa, 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 calm down. Man. And he certainly yeah. has those moments of it's like you know, when they give him a speech to do. Yeah, and, I mean, he Matt, was Matt really Smith angry with mankind, that. wasn't yeah. he? He was really... Matt, yeah. Matt Smith, Matt and I was Smith like, was, I appreciate good at, that. was good at that. And some of um, some of Peter Capaldi's stuff was, was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trouble with people like Capaldi, they they go, oh, you're known for being funny, so we'll have to do some daft rubbish as well. And it's just like, not within the one character. Yeah, but, but The daft what, stuff what, worked for him when he could be really rude yeah. to counterbalance it. That he, was the, yeah. That was his what, seriousness didn't really work. Yeah. Even really. though you say he's known for being funny, it's like, what, the thing of it is... He's a very harsh character in that. You know, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily it, it, you know the daft. You know, always no, but he could balance know. the comedy by being yeah. quite foul. But yeah. it didn't work. You still yeah, got to look at it in the context of a children's yeah. story. 
because it has to sit within that because that's what it is. We have grown up with it. So in our minds, it's become an adult thing because we've grown up with it from children, you know, but it's still a children's story and it's still got a purpose as a children's story that, you know, you can't, I mean, I watched one of the weird things they're putting on. Another thing, it went, it, Oh, I can't, I can't remember the attack. It was the doctor that had the, um, oh dear. It's the, it's, it's David Tennant's father-in-law. I can't think of his name. Oh, oh what, Peter, Peter Davidson. Yeah. yeah, so it was yeah. a Peter Davidson one with the Australian girl. Uh, is she? Oh, no, no the Australian. Oh, I know the Australian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it started. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. quite understand because I wasn't paying attention. It started off with them old talking about, oh, but when we were young, oh, we better tell the story. It was really bizarre. It was almost like a Jack and Ori. And then it was like, he didn't do the Scooby Doo squiggles, but it was almost a Scooby Doo squiggles. Then bent back and played an old Doctor Who. And I don't know where that. They must have done something. I don't know if they did it for this series or whatever, but it's basically they've got an old, they've got the doctor as he is now and it's, Tegan as they are now to sit down and go, oh, hello, it's nice to see you. I haven't seen you for 40 years or whatever. And then they start telling the story of an old adventure. It's not going to be one where they've lost parts of the, you know, because it used to be a serial and some of some of them have only got like episodes one and seven. No, it's no, not it's one weird. of them. Is it? It might be made for this Doctor Who thing that's going on at the yeah. moment. But it is literally, I think there's a number of them. It, it's just, the, oh, it's called, it's part of the Who, is it called the Who universe? Okay, so, oh, I don't know where it yeah, is. Yeah, they, they attempt to sort of marvel. Yeah, but they're, they're, they've actually got, you know, the <laughs> they've got the old doctors and whatever sitting there talking to the old. I mean, you know, they're, they're the age they are now. And they're recanting the story. And then it sort of drifts back into the old episode to just play it. It's really bizarre. But I only came across that because it played after whatever I was watching. Um, it might have played after Doctor Who Unleashed. So, you know, you, you're getting deep into the Doctor Who <laughs> weird mm. part. Mm. And... Um, yeah. Anyway, the point is, I watched one of the other, and it was like an early Cyberman thing with um, with them in it, and uh, oh, blimey, it was bad. And yeah, I didn't remember some, how bad certain episodes. And this is, is one they. This is one dreadful. of the ones they chose to show. Yeah, there's some utterly dreadful original original Doctor Who stuff. But I've got to admit, the Tegan and there was the Doctor had seemed to have Tegan. Some girl that seemed to wear some brown velvet outfit, and I vaguely remember her. But when you look at her, you can see why I remembered her. Mm. And some young guy. So yeah, he had three companions. Yeah, yeah. And I was just getting really confused because we've lost that multi-companion thing. And another thing, they were walking through to the TARDIS, and there were other rooms. There was a bedroom, and he was talking to one of them in their bedroom. And oh. I was like, Yeah, there's a library. There's as a well. point. Yeah, they used what? to do a hell of a lot more of that, but. I mean, even in the tenant area, they referred to it, didn't they? It's like, oh, oh, down there on the left. Oh, because they had a married quarters, didn't they? They yeah. had. Uh... Yeah, even though it had bunk beds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we never got to see it. That's just a weird one, yeah. actually. Or the swimming pool. Yeah. 
No, I can, I so can count on... We complain about it now, but we're forgetting about some of I the things we... I can count on the fingers of probably one, maybe two hands, the, the original run of Doctor Who that I can still go back and watch... And it's actually quite. It's actually quite good. Probably one of my favourites is um, is the Caves of Androzani, which is um, Peter Davidson's last last one before he changed over to Colin Baker. That's 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 really good because of course there's a, there's a whole there's a sort of a countdown in across the whole five episode serial or whatever it was, and that's and it's there's some nasty stuff going on there's a bit of you know a bit of bit of politics going on and people being replaced with androids and things like that and it's and it's all a bit it's all a bit weird but the probably the reason you know the reason I probably enjoy that so much still is because I saw it when I was about I don't know what 10 8 9 10 and it sticks with you like like all the rest of these things if I was to watch it now I'd probably think oh my god this is awful but you say that I watched the first few Doctor Who's. I mean, I accidentally watched them in colour, but I have watched them in their original glorious grey. And it wasn't really black and white. It was like a misty grey. And they were great. The original Doctor Who, I can see why people got into it. And the fact that that was new as well. Yeah. Oh, it had a... It had a uh, it, there was a certainly a thing. It, it, had a, it had a certain something about it, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, just generally, I've watched... I've watched, obviously because they're all available now, and I started at the beginning. I'm thinking these, these are, <laughs> these are good Doctor Who's. I mean, I can see why where Blake Seven came from. It was copying mm. the early Doctor Who's with even worse modelling, but that was all part of it. And it, yeah, and not so happy endings. <laughs> oh no, it's never meant to be happy, was it? It was, mm. but uh, that was the point. I want. I always wanted to be able to do the voice of the liberator, but also with a bit of the squeaky bit of before he spoke. You were more of an orac, weren't you? I've never seen Blake Seven. You never seen? Oh, no, nope, never to. seen it. You don't deserve to talk about uh, sci-fi. I've seen Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. No, Blake Seven is <laughs> a little bit earlier than yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first couple of series of Blake Seven. Honestly, they are they are sci-fi. By royalty, if such a thing exists. <laughs> yeah, I um, anyway. I yeah, there's it's much better than cats. It's, it's yeah, it certainly is. The yeah, I I don't uh, I. It's how confident you are in what you're saying is what gets me. <laughs> well, the problem is I don't want, I just don't want to, I just don't want to say it's crap. <laughs> I've decided. I get to the end of the I'm thing just, is, I'm I got to the end of. I remember I got to the end of. Um, what was it? The second, you know, when they did those three awful Star Wars films. Um, um, I got to the end of the second one, the ones that um, the ones that they made recently. And I was in the cinema, and it stopped, and the music was scrolling, and I and I said probably slightly too loudly, "God, that was crap." <laughs> And and uh, I remember a guy, a, a guy kind of looked over his shoulder and he said, "Yeah." I was thinking, "Oh, good. I'm, at least I'm not the only one." And the thing is, I'm kind of, I'm, I, I'm sort of, you know, getting to the end of these, some of these, some of these things, and I'm thinking, "My God, what the hell did I waste my time on that?" And there some, is, there is that some some things, and I'm thinking, "Bloody hell, that was really good," and and it's when it's when they are the same thing. 
you know, and at the second episode of these three Doctor Who episodes, and could get to the end of those and thinking that was actually really good. I was, I was getting into that. That was really good. Get to the end of this last one that's that's just that's just been and gone. It's like, well, started adequately, um, and then got really interesting. And then suddenly turned into a, a farce. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just like how it's set up. Though. Can I just add? I found it on the iPlayer. It's called Tales of the Tardis, and there appears to be one, two, three, four, six episodes. The first one, which I accidentally watched, was called Earthshock, which is the Doctor and Tegan meet to remember their terrifying adventure against the Cybermen. And I won't bore you with the rest, but there's another five. And oh, they're so all they've all got that set up. Of, yeah. I mean, some of them can't yeah. be... Oh, some of them can't be the Doctor meeting because of that particular Doctor will be dead. But it might be their um, little assistants meeting to discuss... And then they sort of, I don't, this just set up really weird and, you know, they bumped into each other and then they talked about it. But, um, oh, some of them are very, very old. Some of them are with the original Doctor, so that so, makes sense. So, you see, yeah, they're meeting. Are they in character? It's not the actors meet. It's um, like the they look like meet. they're in character. Well, the first one, they were definitely in character. Okay. Because he was wearing his outfit with his um, vegetable and his pair. Yeah. Uh, well the next one's called Mind Robber Jamie and Zoe meet to remember their encounter with robots Uh, Vengeance of Varos the Doctor this is like in character then yeah yeah Joe and Clyde meet to remember the adventure with the three Doctors against an awful uh, an awesome foe but that Doctor's dead so he can't be in it Time Meddler uh, Meddler. Stephen and Vicky meet to remember the skirmish with Vikings and she looks rather um, she looks a little older than me, so I think that's an early Doctor. And the last one is the Doctor and Ace meet to remember their battle against the ancient evil in 1943. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. basically people that aren't dead yeah. meet. It's, it's not the actors meeting up and, and being No, no, they're, they're meeting in character. Yeah. yeah. And somehow, oh, interesting. without the Scooby-Doo wiggle, they <laughs> they go back to play the episode, oh, yeah. which is... Which is very odd, incredibly odd to be honest, but just makes you wonder why they chose that episode. But see the things you find when you you're busy and you don't turn iPlayer off and it goes on to the next weird thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe but you might enjoy these because they just they're just one-off weird episodes, but they've obviously picked them. So. Well, maybe you could turn over to Amazon Prime and watch what uh, watch the last thing on Tone's list that he's been watching. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I know I'm 20 years late to this party. <laughs> uh, but it's a series I've heard about over the years. It's called Supernatural. It's you know, American. It's sort of horror. It's got definitely got comedy elements too, but it's, uh, yeah. It's something I, I remember hearing about over the years. Just somehow I've never got around to watching it. Um, and I found quite a few seasons of it on Amazon Prime. So I started, uh, I'm about six episodes in now. So they're very much, it's two brothers going on a, a road trip, partly to find their dad, um, partly to fight evil, you know, demons and such. Yeah. I mean, I think this is at a time when sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was coming to an end, this started. That sort of that Oh, 1867. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, and it, uh, oh, starting 2005, actually. That's later than I thought. But, yeah. Uh, that's nearly 20 years ago, mate, just yeah. in case you were wondering. <laughs> exactly. That's what, 
I thought it was even earlier than that this had started. That's what I said. You know. But yeah, it's, I've enjoyed it. It's, you know, I'll carry on with it. It's sort of that different enough from other things that are, are on. You know, keep my interest. And it's you know, got the supernatural element, you know, the fighting demons, but in a different way to what other series have shown. Um, going back a lot of, across a lot of uh, different lore of vampires and so on. Yeah. It sounds right up Russ's alley, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, just, it's often it's 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 nice to go back and if there was something from years and years ago that everyone was saying, oh, you should watch that, you really should watch that, and then you and then suddenly you have access to it through streaming, you can go back and see it. It's like it's like Mad Men. People keep saying, oh, you really ought to watch Mad Men. It's really it's one of the best television series ever made. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get round to it, and it will. I'm sure it will be very good. I'm surprised with this one. It did take twenty years for me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't like hype, so I tend to... Yeah. If something's really hyped, I just don't want to know. And then I'll watch it. Yeah, might, might go back to it later and see, oh, yeah, that's actually... You know a really weird one, and I can't believe I'm going to admit this, right, because it's, it's such a banal thing to admit, right? But maybe a year ago, and I can't remember what it turned up on, but I watched my first ever episode, and it happened to be the first ever episode of Monarch of the Glen, right? Nice. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. It was that one of those weird the things. The Robert always... Carlyle thing. Am I thinking of the right thing? No, I don't no. think it's Robert Carlyle. Oh. No, no. It was just, you know... It, I know what you mean by you, Robert, was... the Robert Carlyle thing, oh, but it, no, it's not that. No. <laughs> oh, the bloke from The Good Life, he was in it, and I've got his name there. Yeah. Oh, I can't oh, remember his name. It was, um, yeah, what's yeah, her name? Bryers, um, oh, what what was her name? Uh, oh, I just had it there. Briars' wife, because I could never remember. Richard Richard Briars' his wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'll I'll look it up. Anyway, I just caught one, and it was, the whole thing was on. Susan Hampshire. And, there you go. Yeah. And I watched it straight through over about two weeks. And I know everyone watched it at the time, and I was thinking, well, you know, it sounded utterly, why would anyone watch this tripe? Because that's what it sounded like. But it was just so gentle and easy and pleasant and exactly what you needed when the world was in turmoil. And I just I just watched it straight, and I think I may have watched it all the way through since as well. Just because I was like, oh, that just put me in the place I needed to be. You know, I was in the Highlands of Scotland, and there was hardly anyone around, and... And everything that happened was so unimportant, but it was a big deal in there. And I, I got to admit, I start, started trying to watch Bally Kiss Angel because someone said to me, oh, you should try that if you like that. And I got about two episodes in and went, God, this is complete tosh. Yeah, yeah, it was but awful. The Monarch of the Glen, and I have no idea why I liked it, but I just found it so, I don't know, just calming, I suppose. I didn't realise Kenny G was on the, uh, was one of the theme, was uh, played on the theme tune. My God. To Monica, the Gen- I, I uh, so probably didn't listen to the theme tune. So calming, you'd say it's more of a comfort. Watch yeah, but it, it was it was silly. It was yeah. funny. The stories were pleasant. Sometimes you need those light. Yeah, Even like the light first series of. I ended up really, really falling for the characters, all of them. Actually, the only one that really annoyed me was the old Doctor Who. Uh, I've got his name now, Tom Baker. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, he, he turned up in the last couple of series. Yes, he did. Really he, got yes. on my nerves. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he played it big. Yeah, and he played it like Todd Baker plays everything. Mm. And he's like, 
the character, it was perfect, right? It was what the character needed. But it was like this really gentle world that all of a sudden Tom Baker turns up and chaos ensues, as you can imagine. But just generally, even when they swapped a lot of the main characters, because I think people obviously wanted to leave, it carried on working, which is a really unusual. And when it ended, I was like, oh, I have to watch that again. I was a bit sad that I didn't have any more to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because Al- Alistair McKenzie, who plays Archie, um, he... I've never seen him in anything else. It, it, well, I have because he, he, he's, he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, but, but the thing not is, the main character. Whenever you see him, no. Whenever you, whenever he pops up, it, you always, I always think, oh god, it's him from Monica the Glen, and he was, and he popped up in Andor last okay. year. Mm. I was thinking, bloody ass, what's his name from Monica the Glen? <laughs> well, the little guy, as Miriam calls it, the little guy from that cop drama that everyone watched a few years ago. Do you remember? Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. What's the um, at the final series, and they finally discovered who the uh, the baddies were, and I can't, I, I can't, I, I can't spoil it because it'll give away the. Um, I'm going to find out what it was called. I've just clicked the button, and now I'm typing it all wrong. You carry on talking. I'm going to work it out. It was that. It was the police that investigate the police program. Oh yeah. Oh god. The BBC okay. one wasn't. Yes, it? I know yeah. the one you're talking about. Yeah. Line of duty. Line of finally. duty. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. It was like, I think Miriam watched Lion of Duty, my wife, and I'd never watched it. And she said, oh, you got to watch Because it was when that last series was coming out and everyone got really excited. And neither of us had watched it, so she thought she'd try one. And then she watched all of them straight and then watched the last series. And she goes, oh, you got to watch this. And I'm like, yeah, but everyone really likes it. So she goes, no, ignore everyone. You'll really like it. And, of course, it's brilliant. Funny enough, the last series was the weakest one. But she, and then I told her to watch one of the Glen, and she's going, "Oh, my little Martin!" And she like got really kiss of. He's like, he's in um, Line of Duty. He still looks like a little boy trying to be a grown up, and but in Monica the Glen, he was a little boy trying to be a grown up with his proper Scottish accent. Because I mean, I've got to be honest. When I first heard him, I was thinking it's like David Tennant. You assume he must be putting on an accent. Yeah, I recognise. I recognise him now. Oh, of course, Julian Fellows wrote Monica the Glen, and he was in it. Oh, Julian Fellows won't ever write anything that he doesn't have a part in. He, oh, he wasn't in um, uh, Downton. He was never in Downton. He wrote that. Was he not? No, he never appeared in it. Yeah, well, big much, <laughs> Julian. I tell you what, he did appear in. He appeared in the um, the Children in Need skit that they did that had uh, that included an appearance by George Clooney. Well, he would do, wouldn't mm, he? Yeah. I imagine he's the type that would enjoy spending he would enjoy George a few Clooney, moments yes. with George Clooney. Yeah. Funny lad. Yes. But yeah, I mean, Monica the Glen, if anyone's never seen Monica the Glen, you just want to feel <laughs> put the rest of the world to the side for, a, I don't know how long, a oh, half an hour dear. at a time, an hour at a time. It started more than those, 20 years it? ago, for God's sake. Well, Monica the Glen? Uh, yeah. When did it start? 2000. Ah, oh, was only... Oh, my word. I won't tell you how old I was in 2000. <laughs> but it started with a three. That's all I'm telling yeah, you. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't three. <laughs> uh, how old was I in 2000? I was 16. Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I would have been... Yeah. I probably would have been down the pub because I'd just turned 18. Ah, uh, well, I'd, pro- <laughs> nice. I'd probably try to recover from 
20 years have been too down the pub. Yeah. Well, the last... I still look the youngest of all three of us, apart from being bald or having a few white whispery hairs left. But I still look younger than you two. Well, the last the, the, the last thing that's on my list is uh, Peter Gabriel's I.O. album, which was released on the 1st of December. He's He's been releasing uh, tracks on it kind of slowly over the last year with the phases of the moon. For some peculiar reason, you'd have to ask him. It's Peter Gabriel, isn't it? So, yeah, it's it's a really good album. I think it's the first album in, in, in a while. For some reason, it comes with bright side mixes and dark side mixes. So you basically play the album and then you get it, you get it played through twice, just with slightly different mixes. In usual sort of Peter Gabriel style, it has some um, sort of, you know, a more upbeat tracks and it has um, some more blinky, blonky piano, very close vocals to the microphone and things like that. Um, but it's... Yeah, a little bit like that. Only he's talking about um, and the, and you put the things in the box with the stuff and the what's it and everything carries on the way it should. And that sounds do, 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 do. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, not. I mean, it's an album. You're never going to have an album that's got ev- the where every single Music. song is is amazing. <laughs> um, there's some production from uh, Brian Eno on it as well. Um, oh, and it features um, the the great Tony Levin on bass and the great Manu Cachet on drums in his usual uh, his usual host of absolute top notch musos. And I actually I saw him uh, saw him live at the O2 um, earlier this year, and he was he was fantastic. Clear. If you get the chance to go and see him, I should do. But yeah, it's a great album, and I think it got to number one in this country. So oh, he's yeah. been in the industry for God old. knows God knows how long, and he can still get a number one album. He's very old. Yeah. Michael Chaplin created Monica the Glen, not Julian Fellows. He Julian didn't Fellows it. wrote it. And it doesn't say that. If you look at the writing credit, Michael Chaplin, 35 episodes. Yeah. Uh, nope, I don't think he's got a, a single writing credit on any of it. Well, perhaps, he perhaps he just, my God, was he there as just an actor? Yes, it was a, it was a stretch. Good heavens. Yeah, right. but no, his part was quite funny. Yeah. That sounds rude. Yeah. But you know what I mean. It was a good foil. I mean, I think it was one of Richard Breyer's best performances, and it must have been one of his last. I think actually. it was his last. In yeah. fact, he, yeah, we couldn't have died while it was being made, because I think he, he turned up as a ghost at one point. Yeah, he did. Very late on in the series. He so he must have been alive to play a ghost, which doesn't make sense. But he couldn't have lasted much longer. But loads of people have gone on to do other stuff, haven't they? They have. Why am I getting obsessed by Monica the Glen? You know what I'm going to start watching as soon as I go. I just just told you about a fantastic album that's just come out from a yeah, but he's greatest he's musical not, he wasn't producers in of the Glen. musical stuff. No, he wasn't in Monica the Glen. I watched. He didn't I even write Monica the, the Glen. Sing the theme tune. I watched Monica the Glen on and off between 2000 and 2005, and then I promptly forgot. You were too it. young to appreciate the beauty. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take I'll take my Peter Gabriel album. Thanks. Well, that even the bits that are rubbish. Uh, well, yes, that as we usually say, that is a show. So where <laughs> we were going to try and get through this quickly this week, weren't we? Oh um, yeah, no. Yeah. So it um well I suppose it just re- it just remains for me to ask uh, you two where we can find you, Alex. Where can we find you, sir? I'm going to be looking for more Julian Fellows works. <laughs> um. Oh, I don't know. A Fox in London. I have to really think hard. I'm using, I'm not actually using it, but I'm getting mentioned quite a lot on the Instagram thing at the moment. So I open Mm. that more than anything else. But people are using it now. I call it direct message, but clearly it's not called that. So people tend to seem to be writing to me on that now, which is quite nice, actually, Mm. because it's not 
public, if you know what I mean. Mm. So you can have a chat with someone without someone else being really abusive and jumping in and calling you all sorts of names. Nice. Which is quite pleasant compared to all the others. Let's face it, social media is a cesspit, and uh, if you enjoy it, good luck to you. But mm. I don't know. There's enough horribleness in the world at the moment. I don't need to add to it. So um, please write to me any way you like, and <laughs> then privately write to me. We can have lovely chats, but I don't want to get into this argument about stuff that doesn't matter nonsense indeed indeed there you go uh, i'm sure you there's a discord for this show isn't there yeah somewhere i don't know how to get into it though well if you can find a discord for whatever what's this show actually called the airwaves, the airwaves it's called airwaves yes. it is called airwaves. yeah and there's a discord for airwaves. it's only because i'm looking on discord and it's called airwaves join our discord group and then we can have lovely chats about... Well, it doesn't have to be about anything in particular. We can have just lovely chats. Yeah, we certainly can. And you can just leave the horribleness with the other people and we can all just be quite pleasant and, and have a laugh about oh. Doctor Who, not get upset about it, just have a giggle. Mm. Which that's that's certainly that what show. we've done so far in that. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't that the name of the last episode, something like the giggle? Yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. Mm. I didn't even mean it and I managed to make a pun. So how good nice. is that? Excellent. Tone, where can we find you, sir? Uh, yeah, still just <laughs> about on the Twitter. Um, moving more over to Blue Sky still. Uh, Tone's having excellent oh, on Twitter. face. <laughs> Isn't that something to do with Blue Sky? Isn't that a film? A uh, song? Something about Blue Sky spot on a happy face? I don't know. That's the sun in the... Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the sky, but yeah, the sun in the sky. Well, there you go. Lovely. <laughs> Well, you can find me on Twitter at SF Drummer. That is but he all. He only likes think. the abusive stuff. No, 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 he only likes the abusive. <laughs> Did I say Twitter? I meant Threads. Threads. I, only, I usually only use Threads these days. That have is I, all. That is all we have. I've lost the thread of what I was reading now. That's all we have for this show. If you want to get in touch, drop us a line at airwavesshow at gmail.com or you can leave a review on this podcast. Good or bad, Carl, it does enjoy them all. We will be back, hopefully, well, actually, probably not next week because I'm supposed to be doing some bits and pieces. The week after that is Christmas. Christmas. So the week after that, I'm not going to be available either. I might actually be available next Tuesday. I don't know. We will we'll sort something out, I'm sure. But until then... I might be another year older by the time you come back. But until then... <laughs> but until then, take care, everybody. I do apologise for this last couple of hours of drizzle. <laughs> and on that note, bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ben.